Previously on Newsbreak, Lotus FM. The enormity of the chaos and violence that had gripped Durban, particularly uh, in July, is still sinking in. But we do have a great deal to go on in terms of what we have clarity about now. And I focused on the fact that we know now that the unrest was triggered by a small group of really well-organized pro-Zuma forces acting from within the ANC. And we also know that a significant part of the protest, particularly in the former part, on food riots where people were looting, especially food. And of course, that degenerated and uh, you know became a free-for-all later on. But one of the critical points that I focused on last night is that we don't know how the bulk of the people who have died lost their lives. And I was making the point following from what Rebecca was saying, 342 people had died and Spusikode was saying about 350, but only 55 of those deaths occurred in Phoenix. So one of the points I was raising is the state has not explained to us yet how all of the others died. Uh, Rebecca did clarify that we do have now a sense of at least how 109 people at least died, but that still leaves us over 200 people that are unaccounted for in terms of an explanation. And the point I was making was that that's a cause for serious concern. And people are starting to ask, why is the state preferring to focus on poor people who don't have receipts for their food in their homes, yet not focusing on people who are probably politically connected that may have been the main role players in the campaign of sabotage. And there are also questions about whether the ANC in KZN is divided from the top to the bottom, and whether Ramaphosa feels that acting against people in the ANC who engaged in the unrest and treason is too risky. With these remarks being made at the panel discussion, what were the recommendations at the end of the discussion? Yeah, you know, Rachel, I don't think there were clear recommendations that came out of it, right? I think it was a panel that brought together uh, a whole array of ideas and people's opinions. You know, Ella Gandhi was making the point that it's really important for civil society to contribute. And she was talking about how so many people are contributing things from food to shoes, etc., and how that's really important. Usikode was making the point about how, in order for this, our society to heal, it would be really important for you know, the police to conclude their investigations and people who are guilty to be brought to book. And we all were making the point, I would think, that it's really important to put pressure on the state to bring those who were accountable, uh, those who were guilty of this to account. You know, I was making the point that maybe our focus on Phoenix is unjustified. The the entire focus of the media, uh, the national conversation, people in civil society seems to be Phoenix. But 350 people died, 50 or so in Phoenix. What about the rest? You know, why isn't there a push from civil society and from uh, important stakeholders in our society for asking that. You know, so I was saying there are two urgent questions that Ramaphosa or the government needs to come clean with us about. One is exactly how did all the people die in the riots? We don't know that. Some people were making the point that when people in some part of Maritzburg had looted, 
you know, some of them were attacked by other looters. Some may have somehow gotten into a river and drowned. But, I mean, all of these things are really unclear. So how did the people die in the riots? We don't know. And why is there so little action? I was almost going to suggest almost no action, but little action against the people who organized the campaign of sabotage in the midst of the riots. This focus that we are told about, about going into people's homes and checking if they have receipts for their their food, I think that's really deflecting from what the real issues are, about people dying, people who were the main uh, organizers of the campaign of sabotage. And those, those things are missing. Dr. Bacchus, you know, you're talking about community involvement in helping to rebuild Phoenix. Is it important that you are getting both sides of the stories because many community members feel that their voices have not been heard? Do you believe that it's actually being heard now? Well, I don't think sufficiently, right? I think there are too many people who are outsiders in the conflict who are making comments, you know, pretending to be making really progressive comments. But we do need, I think, the voices of the Phoenix Residents and Tenants Association more. You know, in the early part of the riot, I made the comment that the race war is taking place on social media. The race war is taking place on Twitter. Uh, I'm no expert on social media, but one got the sense that Phoenix and KZN was going to explode again in another social explosion, and this time a really racialized social explosion. But I think that was far from the truth because on the ground, really important players like the Phoenix Residents and Tenants Association and players like Abashalibas and John Dolo were really showing leadership. You know, and this was a leadership from grassroots community organizations. And they were coming forth and opposing racism, they were opposing vigilantism, uh, and they were making important points about working towards building solidarity. And uh, they took really carefully considered progressive positions after consultation with its members. And unfortunately, we didn't see other powerful civil society players like union, like even political parties, uh, were not coming across powerfully enough. And we know, for example, that unions were a really powerful force in the 80s, not only talking about issues of workers, but also talking about broader societal issues. And this time around, we didn't see it. So to answer your point more clearly and directly, yes, I do think we need uh, more local voices to be heard, and particularly the voices of young people. Uh, And I think even in some of our debates and webinars, we need to do a better job of getting young people from communities uh, like Phoenix, uh, Bombay, Inanda, etc., involved in these conversations. South Africa is a country of young people where the majority are under 30. So I think we'd be doing a disservice if we don't make provision to have those voices heard sufficiently. Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.